Saint Anthony of the Desert by Saint Athanasius. Continuing Chapter 14 Miracles Archelaus the Count once met him in the outer hills and asked him only to pray for Polycratia, the renowned and Christ-like virgin of Laodicea, for she was suffering much in her stomach and side through her great mortifications and was weak throughout her body. Anthony therefore prayed, and the Count made a note of the day when the prayer was made, and departing to Laodicea, found the virgin well. Asking when and on what day she was freed from her sickness, he brought out the paper on which he had written the time of the prayer. And when he heard, he immediately showed the writing on the paper, and all recognized with wonder that the Lord had freed her from her pains at the moment when Anthony was praying and invoking the goodness of the Savior on her behalf. Often he spoke days beforehand of those who were coming to him, and sometimes a month before, and of the cause for which they came. For some came simply to see him, some through sickness, some suffering from devils, and all thought the toil of the journey no trouble or loss, for each returned feeling helped. Anthony, while he said and saw such things, begged that none should admire him in this regard, but rather should admire the Lord, who grants to us men to know him in our own measure. Another time, when he had gone down to the outer monasteries and was asked to enter a ship and pray with the monks, he alone perceived a horrible, pungent smell. The crew said that there was fish and pickled meat in the boat and that the smell was from them, but he said it was different. And even as he spoke, came a sudden shriek from a young man having a devil, who had come on board earlier and was hiding in the vessel. Being charged in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the devil went out, and the man was made whole, and all knew that the foul smell was from the evil spirit. Another came to him, one of the nobles, having a devil. This demon was so dreadful that the possessed man did not know he was going to Anthony. Those who brought him begged Anthony to pray for him, and Anthony, pitying the youth, prayed and watched the whole night with him. Towards dawn, the youth suddenly sprang on Anthony, pushing him. His friends were indignant, but Anthony said, Do not be angry with the youth. It is not he, but the demon in him. For being rebuked and commanded to depart into waterless places, he became furious and has done this. Therefore glorify God, for his attacking me in this way is a sign to you of the demon's going. And when Anthony had said this, the youth was at once made whole, and then in his right mind recognized where he was and embraced the old man, thanking God. Chapter 15 Visions Many other such things are related by numbers of monks to have been done through him, and their stories agree. Yet these are not so marvelous as the greater wonders that he saw. Once, when he was about to eat and stood up to pray, about the ninth hour, he felt himself carried away in spirit. And a thing strange as he stood, he saw himself as though out of himself, and being guided by others through the air. Also, foul and terrible beings stationed in the air and seeking to hinder his passage. As his guides resisted, the others demanded a reckoning if he were not liable to them. 
but when they would have taken an account from his birth, Anthony's guide stopped them, saying, All from the time of his birth the Lord has wiped out. But from the time he became a monk and promised himself to God, you can take account. Then as they accused him, but proved nothing, the path became free and unhindered, and he saw himself approaching and re-entering himself, and so once more he was Anthony. Then, forgetting to eat, he remained the rest of the day and all the night groaning and praying, for he was in amazement to see how many we fight against, and with what great labors we have to pass through the air. And he remembered that this is what the apostle said, according to the ruler of the power of the air. For herein has the enemy his power in fighting and trying to stop those who pass through. For which cause he specially exhorted us, Take ye up the armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, that having no ill to say about us, the enemy may be put to shame. And let us who have learned this remember the apostles' words, whether in the body I know not, or out of the body I know not. God knoweth. But Paul was wrapped to the third heaven, and heard words unspeakable, and returned. Whereas Anthony saw himself entering the air, and struggling till he was proved free. Another favor he had from God. When he sat alone in the mountain, he ever, if ever he looked into any matter with himself, and could not see his way, it was revealed to him by providence in prayer. He was one of the blessed who are taught of God, as it is written. So later, when he had had a discussion with some visitors about the life of the soul and the kind of place it will have hereafter, in the following night, one called him from above, saying, Anthony, rise and go out and look. He went out, for he knew which voices to obey, and looking up, saw a great figure, formless and terrible, standing and reaching to the clouds, and people going up as if on wings. And the figure was stretching out his hands, and some he stopped, and others flew above, and passing by him, rose without trouble thereafter. At these he gnashed his teeth, but exulted over those who fell. Then a voice came to Anthony, Understand the vision. And his mind being opened, he understood that it was the passing of souls, and that the great figure standing was the enemy who hates the faithful. Those who are in his power, he seizes and stops them from passing. But those who have not yielded to him, he cannot seize, but they pass him by. Having seen this, he took it as a reminder, and strove the more to advance forward each day. He did not willingly relate these things to others, but when he had long prayed and admired them in his own heart, and his companions questioned and pressed him, he was forced to speak, being unable as a father to hide these things from his children, thinking also that while his own conscience was clear, the telling might be a help to them, teaching that the religious life bears good fruit, and that often there is comfort for its hardship in its visions. Book 4 Anthony's Last Years Chapter 16 His Devotion to God's Church Anthony was, by disposition, long-suffering and humble of soul, 
being what he was, he yet reverenced the law of the church exceedingly, and he would have every cleric honored above himself. He was not ashamed to bow his head before bishops and priests, and if ever a deacon came to him to seek help, he spoke what is needed to help him, but in regard to prayers he gave place to him, thinking it no shame that he too should be taught. For often he would ask questions, and beg to hear his companions, and acknowledge that he was helped if one said something useful. His face had a grace in it great and beyond belief, and he had this further gift from the Savior. If he was with a company of monks, and someone wished to see him who did not know him before, as soon as he arrived, he would pass over the others, and run straight to Anthony, as if drawn by his eyes. Not by appearance or figure was he different from others, but by his ordered character and the purity of his soul. For his soul being at peace, he had his outer senses also untroubled, so that from the joy of the soul his face also was joyous, and from the body's movements one saw and knew the state of his soul. According to the scripture, when the heart is merry, the face is glad, when in grief the face is gloomy. So Jacob knew that Laban was devising a plot, and said to his wives, Your father's countenance is not as yesterday and the day before. So Samuel knew David, for he had eyes that moved joy, and teeth white as milk. And so too was Anthony known, for he was never troubled, his soul being tranquil. He was never gloomy, his mind being glad. To the faith, his devotion was wonderful. He never held communion with the Miletian schismatics, knowing their wickedness and rebellion from the beginning, nor had friendly converse with the Manichees, nor any other heretics, save only to warn them to return to their duty, believing and teaching that their friendship and society was a harm and ruin to the soul. So also he loathed the Arian heresy, and taught all neither to go near them nor partake in their ill faith. Once when some of the Aramanites came to him, and he questioned them and found them misbelievers, he drove them from the hill, saying that their words were worse than the poison of serpents. Again, when the Arians lied about him, that he believed as they, he was grieved and angry with them. Then, urged by the bishops and all the other brethren, he came down from the hill, and entering Alexandria, denounced the Arians, saying, This was the last heresy and the forerunner of Antichrist. And he taught the people that the Son of God is not a creature, neither is he begotten out of nothingness, but that he is the eternal word and wisdom of the Father's being. Therefore, it is impious to say that there was a time when he was not, for the Word was always coexisting with the Father. Wherefore, do ye have no fellowship at all with these most impious Arians, for there is no fellowship of light with darkness. For you are devout Christians, but these who say that the Son and wisdom of God the Father is a creature differ nothing from Gentiles, worshipping the creature before God the Creator. Be ye sure that the whole creation is aroused against these men, because they count among creatures the Creator and Lord of all, in whom 
all things were made. This has been taken from St. Anthony of the Desert by St. Athanasius, translated by Dom J. B. McLaughlin, OSB. This work is available through TAN Books and Publishers. For more information, go to www.tanbooks.com or call 1-800-437-5876. This work is in the public domain. This has been Christian Classics with Teresa Hofer. Listen every Monday through Friday at this time as Teresa continues her great readings and selections from classic Christian literature right here on the Ave Maria Radio Network. News and talk for Catholic and other Christians.